Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Speak No Evil, the good and evil podcast. We're here to talk about the merge that just happened and go through some power ranking. I'm your host with the most, Beth, and I'm joined today by Ellen. Noel. Hello. Beatrix. Hi. Tracy. Tracy. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Off off to a strong start here. (laughs) And our and our fearless leader, host Mason, aka Dustin. Hey everyone, going? Don't forget to call him daddy. <sighs> yes, daddy. I'm just gonna say, that was the equivalent <sighs> of just putting your name on the test and Tracy already failed. <laughs> 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 There's a reason I didn't do well on those. <laughs> All right, so that we're just coming. highest score in the class. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're just coming off of a pre-merge that well, fairly chaotic uh, in the way it happened on paper, doesn't actually look like it was as exciting as it was. And we have a merge ripe for some drama. Uh, anybody want to you talk about that? <laughs> about the yeah. drama? About, like, thoughts on the, how the pre-merge. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know... The pre-merch had no swap um, for the first time in a long time. And I think we were super, like, hesitant but excited as to how that would turn out. And I think it was a really big success. Um, Very few of the votes were straightforward. Um, And even the ones that were straightforward had a lot going on. You know, the, the dynamics of these two tribes are really complex. And so it's just engaging to watch them exist with one another. echo what Justin said. I think it's been really great. I think this twist with the open communication cross-tribally with just one other person, I think it's worked out really well in the season with no swaps. And I think it's really set us up for a very chaotic merge. Mm -hmm. It certainly is. Even losing some of the bigger characters, like a couple of the bigger characters early hasn't really hurt anything because you still have a merge like full of them. Like the cast is just stacked. I mean, it it still hurts my heart that we don't have Genesis anymore, but other <laughs> for sure, it never hurt anything. I've, I've poured several out tonight for <laughs> for Genesis and for Janice. Sweet uh, Angel Min. Um, basically, all of all of the non-men. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, I really, I, I thought this was, I felt bad for some of the guys too. Like, I thought this was, it was kind of a roller coaster of a pre-merge. Um, there were definitely some boots that really, really were hard to stomach. But I think that that just goes with the territory of any season. You're going to have highs and lows with favorites going, and then you're going to have your villains getting their comeuppance like we saw with uh, Yakov. Um, so I think all in all, really successful pre-merge, and I'm excited to see where the merge takes us. 
Yeah, I do agree with that, Sammy, in terms of, you know, some some boots do sting, but it gets us emotionally invested. You know, we lost Genesis, um, but now the majority alliance that was responsible for taking her out, it's possible that they could be getting their comeuppance very soon, you know. Stay tuned. <laughs> Absolutely. And so getting into the merge, so we've just merged at 13. As a cute little fun activity, some of the hosts have uh, done power rankings of the entire cast, first through 13th, on how we feel they're doing in the game right now. So we're going to start from the bottom, give everyone their due moment, and go from there. So at 13th, we have Kaylee. Kaylee being our lovely hinge recruit from you, Harry. I am <laughs> stunned that she is still here, but excited. <laughs> Also stunned, but I think Kaylee being 13th is robbery. I think that she holds a lot more power than we're giving her credit for. She's just aloof about the power that she holds. I, I agree with you, B, but I, I would say that, like, Kaylee, when we were making our power rankings, said she wanted to begong um, the other tribe and has since now said she wants to flip. And so it really, <laughs> I mean, it really, really depends um, on her decision. But even still, I think the flipping currently in terms of how Woodsboro is perceiving it, surrounds Aisha and Linus. So even if Kaylee does want to flip, I'm not sure that she holds power. Yeah. But it yeah, would give her the opportunity to take more power than she has now if she sticks with Haddonfield, which is virtually. She's just a lemming in the Haddonfield hierarchy. So the fact that she is seriously considering flipping, I think is really really refreshing to hear especially after last round with genesis which i just hated watching um but i think it's really set up kaylee actually in a really really crucial position because she's got a pretty strong relationship with virginia if she flips uh and she's also you know got relationships that she's made with her original tribe and she's also not the only person that's contemplating flipping, so I don't think it's going to totally come back on her um, when the vote maybe doesn't go the way that the original Haddonfields think that it might go. Um, so I I would definitely agree with Beatrix. I think that 13 is a little low for her, but I think the agency that she does have, I don't think that she fully realizes it, so I think it makes sense. Oh yeah, I she's put her anywhere above 11, but... I think little Kaylee, like, I think that maybe my thought process is maybe she doesn't have the power, but I think out of those, so Aisha, Linus, and Kaylee, who are considering the flip, she is the most likely to leak that they're planning to flip. And then if she does that, whether she knows it or not, is going to hold the power of, like, will the Haddonfields idle correctly if those folks do flip? Mm -hmm. So I think that, unbeknownst to Kaylee, her big mouthedness, um, big mouthery, whatever you want to call it, um, is what could maybe decide how this merge boot goes. Yeah. Yeah. I do I think, regarding. I just don't think, like, if any alliance she gets into, she's, like, going to be the leader of that alliance. Like when I'm like thinking like power rankings, like I don't ever really like. She, yes, she has like the power to like change things like herself with like chaotic energy, 
but like her herself, I don't think will ever be like the driving force behind decisions. I totally agree. I I think a lot of Kaylee's longevity is going to come down to Virginia, who's starting to realize, oh, she actually has a lot of stock in this relationship, and I might need to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just I, about I do, to mention. I will say, regardless of where Kaylee places from here or how long she is for the game, for someone who had absolutely no idea what they were getting into with this game, she has made an excellent showing for herself. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. She's so Definitely. fun to watch. Totally. If I could, um, going back to what B said earlier about the possibility of her leaking, I think that, like, even if she does have agency, she's never going to be fully trusted because she can't keep her mouth shut like even virginia mm-hmm. who has never been on a tribe with her knows that and i think it's possible like if she does flip and leaks that information like the haddonfield majority could just go to the Woodsboro's and be like look what kaylee did let's just all come together and vote her out because they're able to sustain like their power um and avoid like lamenting themselves i just don't think that she has the finesse which she shouldn't, you know. She's new, um, and she, this cast is really stacked. But yeah, I, I'm not sure that I, I put her heart. Whatever you do, Beth. Um, I mean, she, I, I thought she would be gone like week three, and here she is. Like, she really saved herself. I don't know how she did it, honestly. Yeah, and I personally experienced that like position of like flipping, and then all everybody coming together to get me out. So I definitely feel that. Um, I think the thing with Kaylee is that she has a double-edged sword where she does talk a lot, but she also is, like, really coy with information sometimes, and it, like, that was the thing that, uh, was really driving Virginia up the walls about her, but, so I think, like, a lot of what it's gonna come down to is Virginia's worth, or her worth to Virginia, because I think Virginia holds such a unique position in the game, and I think that, like, for someone like Kaylee... It, like, I'm just not sure that her mouth is going to be able to save her. I think that's a really good point. I honestly think that she's in a unique position where I think if she did leak the, like, plan by Aisha and Linus to flip, I almost think that might benefit her in the long run if they're able to coordinate, like, an idol play on Cordelia or... Rashad because I think that keeps her solidly in the middle where everyone needs her vote. Well, especially yeah. because she doesn't she doesn't really know that Oswald, Cordelia, Shane, and Rashad have had a somewhat tight unit. Shane has definitely had the most doubts of those four, and then there's Linus as a fifth that knows he's a fifth. But they do have at least a solid core of three there right now. Yeah, I mean, there's also something to be said, like, we're in the point in the game where even if you're frustrated with someone, if they're, like, someone you can count as as a vote, like, they can be annoying, and you can just drag them to the end and either just get rid of them when you want to, because no one is really, like, tight with them, or just bring them to the final tribal council and as a goat. So we're kind of in this position where, like, she may have no power, but she may stick around for a while just because people look at her as, like, we can get her whenever. Or eventually, we'll just beat her in the end. 
So next up at number 12, uh, we have Nora. Nora is a sweet angel. Um, she's just been very kind with everyone, and she's managed to really cockroach herself out of a couple actually dicey situations. So. Yeah. I agree. I think, um, you know, I think I'm disappointed with her at the merge. You know, her introductions to the Haddonfields have been really low effort. Multiple people are saying she's giving one word answers. And I, I think she has to warm up to people, but I worry that, like, those first impressions can really, really hurt you. Um, and I worry that she'll be a default boot. Mm. I do I think a lot her. of it, I do too. I do think a lot of it is that um, definitely Haddonfield was, of the two tribes, the far, far more social tribe. And Nora is still coming from a different format of orgs where a lot of the style of conversation is different. So I, I think maybe the fact that she did start on a tribe that was very different socially compared to the Haddonfields is coming into factor. Yeah. I think you, you definitely have a point. I mean, um, like one, two, three, four, five out of seven of the pre-merge booths were open ID players who were foraying into their first alias org. So I think that that disconnect is probably correct. And the only person I've seen like really mention Nora in a strategic sense is um, like as someone they count fully as a number is Troy. Like he seems to really like Nora. Um, I know she's in an alliance with um, who is a Virginian, uh, Fatima. She uh, is, yeah, and I think I think Virginia also really values her, but in a way that's like a tool and not as a peer, right? In the way that Troy values her. Yeah, so I guess it's like she could be protected by those two for a bit, but at a certain point, like I don't think she's someone they're both going to stick their neck out for, really. Yeah, at least not angry. I think there was some talk that if there wasn't a flip, that if Haddonfield stuck together, we could have easily seen Nora's the kind of consensus, like, we're not going to put our neck out to save Nora, because she kind of was on the outs of Woodsboro. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really impressive that she's managed to make it here. Having been a replacement, I think she's exponentially better than the original Nora. I think she's really rootable, and I want to see her go far. And it's yeah, she could be really fun. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think it's possible that like she's not good with the intro small talk, but I mean, there's a reason that she survived over men, right? Like she must have some sort of like like ability to her, I think, with other people. And it's possible that once the game shifts to be more open, that Nora being seen as an asset by people will allow her to garner that likability and respect more easily. Because I think that's what happened after the Janice blind side. You know, I think that Nora's reaction to it, her, like, instincts as to how to react, both, like, socially and strategically, are really good and much better than men's, and that's why she's still here. So she has, like, the, the competency um, and ability to kind of, like, navigate that super well. And unlike Kaylee, can, can keep her mouth closed. 
Yeah, also and she's given a she's given a chance to vote with the group and show that she's loyal too. Like it gives you a chance to like build those bonds. Like, she hasn't really been able to prove anything because she's just been on the bottom basically. Well, to um, Woodsboro, she has, which is why they like her now. They're like, well, she's voted with us. She's shown she's with us. So if these groups start mingling and she's able to like show other people like I'm with you, like I'll vote with you, then you know that can change everything that's true and, and i think um i think the people in woodsboro would go to bat for her like if she gets targeted they're not going to be like oh well we can lose nowhere like i think that people were sad to lose men except for troy and so i think that they will like try to flip someone to save nowhere i think she has advocates well especially being down seven six like you don't want to end up down seven five even if it's not going to be side versus side first forever it's still not great looking at that like on paper true mm -hmm. yeah. i mean we haven't go ahead sammy well i just think that unfortunately for her unless maybe i'm unfamiliar with troy's pecking order i just feel like she's more seen through the lens of being like a tool for quote-unquote power players to use down the line like i feel like Fatima and Virginia are two really solid players who I think if they see the writing on the wall, if they see that they're not going to flip anybody, I can see them not going to bat super hard for Nora. And I hope that you guys are right and that her tribe would go to bat for her. But honestly, I think there is some wisdom in the fact that the longer the numbers stay relatively stable, the more likely it is to become a side-by-side -side thing and I almost think that there's wisdom in going into the merge with a numbers deficit because it makes you seem less threatening if if next round it's six on six I think that makes it more likely that people are going to say wait a minute I don't want my fate to be in the other tribe's hands if we lose a member of my original tribe so I just I think yeah I'm sorry that's all I had to say go ahead I do think it's important to remember that even though she came from a different format of orgs, she's won games. She knows how to win. A game. So yeah. I, I could see there being a point where if they let her carry on just at the end of the food chain for long enough, she's going to find herself with an opportunity to do something about it. Yeah, and I think that she's also like, conscious of what's going on around her like she mm -hmm. like cordelia has let her know like about the majority in haddonfield pretty much and she like hell she just saw that she got a vote at tribal council that wasn't from men so she knows at least the things that are going on around her and so i think that she has the opportunity to like take advantage of that for sure and she knows what she's up against has um yeah. cordelia talked about nora much like how she feels about nora like is there like an actual bond there or are they both just kind of like that was a thing. We're not really that close. Um, I feel like um, Nora, the way she, I mean, I'm looking at her confessional now, actually, um, and she, her mentions of Nora are very like strategic. The way Cordelia talks is very strategic. And I don't think that she really values people. Not that she's like a, a sociopath, just like she thinks of, <laughs> of, of it as a game, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And, she reminds me of yeah. Rebecca in that way. Oh, definitely. Um, but one thing I would say about Nora 
versus somebody like Kaylee is that I agree with you guys. I think that she's the kind of person that even though she's not playing from a power position, I can see Nora winning this game. Whereas it's really hard for me to like wrap my head around a Kaylee win, like a scenario where that happens. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Nora is a really solid player. She's just not super over the top about it, like a Shane or even a Fatima or a Virginia. So I'm really excited to see what she can do. I agree. Right. I, I love her new her newsletters. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, they are. It's just, it's just <laughs> beautiful. And you can tell, like, it's fun that she's an actual PTA mom because, like, the way she both like embraces it and also plays it up for uh, like entertainment I think is really cute and fun and just an enjoyable presence I smile whenever I see her do anything mm-hmm. I think like Absolutely. the best decks are like the ones that like mm-hmm. you can inject a little bit of truth in like that then it feels mm-hmm. like really genuine and I feel like Nora does that perfectly yep. yeah. well I love that she's like right. quiet without being boring mm-hmm. so, like you enjoy her all right, so <laughs> all right, so next up in 11 we have Rashad. So Rashad started out on pretty rocky terrain especially with Shane's deep instant blood feud towards him, but he's gotten himself <laughs> he got himself into a pretty comfortable position on Haddonfield. Um but definitely of his original tribe, he does seem like someone who would have a harder time finding this situation. I, um, I, go ahead. I I guess because I've, I mean, I think like, to me, I'm still like sometimes unable to compute like Rashad's performance in this game with how he does in Stranded because it's just night and day. He does have the like strategic acumen and like the self-awareness i think and he's demonstrated that but he also goes against his own intuition like sharing that idol with his alliance he is usually such a a yolo i'm playing for me person that i struggle to wrap my head around his decisions i think he absolutely can win um even still but i think he has so much to overcome in terms of meshing socially with the cast because people are still kind of shitting on him not even only shane so um i don't know he could surprise us all and well i wonder if that's why he did like kind of um why he did share the idol because i guess in stranded he does so well that he doesn't feel like his back's against the wall in this game maybe he's picking up on some of those vibes so he's like if i share this idol with them maybe it'll give me some like social standing that they'll like ease off and look at me as like, oh, I'm with you guys. Because um, like you said, there people just started, like he just started off on the wrong foot people for like, we couldn't, we can't see the one-on-one conversations, but even like the snippets we were shown, I remember us all talking about it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't seem that bad to me, but like people just were not vibing with him at all at the beginning. So I feel like at this point, he's still kind of in like me, choose me, love me, pick me mode. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't see him as much of a villain anymore. I thought I, he really endeared me last round, but he seemed 
genuinely supportive of like trying to help men and not in a self-advantageous sort of way. Um, yeah. And I don't. I think, ironically, compared to Shane, I think Shane is a bigger villain than than Rashad in my eyes. And Shane's like vitriol over Rashad kind of endears Rashad to me even more. Um, the same. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bad like look I would. Shane. I would love Rashad to idle Shane out of the game. Like, I feel like that would just be a perfect ending to their story. That'd be so huge. Yeah, I do really appreciate Rashad as a character and a player. I think the main thing that might work against him right now is being part of that tight Haddonfield core that I think is primed to lose someone pretty early. Um, And I think Oswald's... Yeah, Oswald's going to get out of that situation probably kind of okay because he does have that tight bond with Fatima and Fatima has a lot of friends. Um, And Cordelia, I I think, is more likely to get out of it than Rashad. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, people are still against Rashad on his side, even his parts of his alliance. So he's just kind of like, Easy to beat a sacrificial lamb. So, if you need to dump someone, you can dump him. Yeah, I uh, I've I've really enjoyed his confessionals. I think he's been a really consistent updater, and I've been kind of surprised because in Stranded, you they can see all the conversations. So, confessionals don't matter. So I appreciate that from him. I think like what I noticed last round was like. Um, the first person Genesis told about um, the men boot was Rashad, and there are all these inklings that people really, really trust Rashad, but they don't talk about it, so I just, he's an enigma. I struggle to get a sense, and I think also we should talk about the fact that Virginia just clocked his alias, and so mm-hmm. given Virginia's petty and erat- erratic, but like, fun nature, <laughs> will she lean into Rashad as a future ally? Or will she see threat, 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 and like cut him at the knees? Because um, in both stranded seasons they played together, Rashad won one, and like Virginia went early on the other. So I don't know. Yeah, I just think Rashad. Oh, you can go. Oh, no. I I feel like I, I can't speak super in-depth on Rashad. I think it's really impressive that he's made it this far after having such a rough start. And I, I agree with what people have said regarding the dynamic between himself and Shane. I think Shane's great, but I think his paid on for Rashad is a little bit extra. And I'm totally rooting for Rashad, for Rashad in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff, like, I, I, like, the reason he's low on my personal list is like a matter of circumstance because I feel like the Virginias and the Sheens of the game who are like these like sneaky people who are in like really good positions who have the strategic prowess behind them. I feel like they're going to settle on him really quickly. I just feel like he's the name that they're going to go for. And so he has a lot of competition that I'm not sure he's even aware of yet. So I would love to see him, like, adapt to it and, like, come out on top. But I just think he has a lot up against him right now. Some for not as fair reasons as I think. Because I think a lot of 
the early stuff, people were just sort of latching on to whatever they could get. And the Mm -hmm. negative talk about him was just sort of agreed upon because it wasn't themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just fear he's going to be fighting this for the rest of the game. Yeah, this might be a hot take, but, like, I feel like something I've noticed in this game specifically with all the new players is people like Rashad, um, who are either really like played only a few times or really played at all don't have a lot of they have a lot of empathy and like they kind of like talk about others in this very objective like sense where like the legacy players like Shane and Virginia and even Fatima have like this deep rooted pettiness um <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a product of being in orgs for so long or if like being petty makes you better at orgs. Um, but like the smallest things, like they lampoon like the smallest little personality traits and like circumstances. Do you guys, I don't know how you feel about that observation. Um, yeah, I think part of it, um, it is easier to kind of get through stuff if you can like make up reasons to not like someone or target someone. Because if you just come up to someone and you're like, oh, I want to vote out this person because of just because I don't like them, that's usually not a good enough reason for people. But if you can, like, make up little scenarios in your head to why they're the worst and then kind of, like, push that onto other people, like, it's it's easy to do that if you have a clear-cut mm-hmm. target in mind. Um, I think you're right. So I think part, of it is, part of it's just that. Like, oh, I don't like this person. These are why I don't like this person. This is going to be my target. I have a goal. And if you have a goal, it's easier to maneuver things instead of just kind of aimlessly playing, I guess. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah, I think it's really smart. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, like, one, this, like, whole self-preservation thing, anyone that's not me, whatever. But I think also, like, at least for me personally, I think when I'm playing an org, I just have, like, such a more, like, heightened emotional response to things. Like, if I see something that's, like, even remotely negative, I just sort of, like, grapple onto that rather than like the five positives that I've seen in the past 30 minutes and so um I think that like and like when I look back at games I'm like why was I so hung up about this and so like yeah I just think there's is a lot likelier of a chance for you know like looking back at your like conversations and being like I didn't like this I need to watch out for this right yeah I mean it's also if you can get a group together to hate one person, then you don't have to worry about that group hating you. Oh, for sure. I think that is essential. I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of awful in a sense, but the fact of the matter is like, I feel like sometimes like you're not socially kind of aware enough that you're not in on the joke and it makes it easy for people who maybe are a little bit more adept socially to come together and be like, Oh my gosh, what a clown. And then suddenly yeah. that becomes the narrative that's associated with you. And I think it's really hard to escape once it's been established. And I think that happened for him early on. And I think it's going to be a continuing issue for him to gain traction as the merge proceeds. All right. So next up we have Ten Diego. He made a lot of um, bigger, slightly questionable game body moves at the beginning. Um, while still being really socially ingrained in his tribe. 
um, but he's kind of started fading into the background a bit. And I'm wondering if he can pick up speed again because he hasn't gotten too much flack for the choices that he's made. So it's interesting to see where he'll go from. That's such a good point. He's gotten literally no flack um, for what had been like choices. I'm going to insert like Tatiana's like choices <laughs> soundbite into this because I mean, the recovery, I mean, like of the last like few people, like Kaylee, Rashad, Diego, like the recovery of their poor decisions has been confounding to me. And I think it just speaks to this cast like prioritization of like a social game um and that people value getting to know you and they're willing to forgive maybe i don't, I don't know because how i think how do you how do you uh, i think it helps him that two of the people he really kind of fucked over in genesis genesis and um janice and even uh mean who was really negative on him they're gone so that's three people who were kind of would have reason to be anti-Diego, who aren't even in the game anymore. So, like, who else really would be kind of looking at him in a negative light? Maybe Virginia? But besides no, that... Virginia, really he's, uh, he's your number one ally. <laughs> right. So, like... He just has... Yeah. I don't really see anyone talking about him negatively because the people who he did piss off aren't even there anymore. So, I mean, I think I, mean, I think we as a group might have like written him off a bit too. Like we got like so mad at him that like I stopped reading his confessionals. But now that I'm like looking at them, they're really detailed and actually very good. So maybe um, as the game progresses, we might have a change of heart, like we did with Noel. Uh, yeah, so. not bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, love Noel. See, I think like. I think I that Diego, it. I think that Diego, like, I think he he did recover from um, the Genesis thing really well, but one, I don't think people are going to forget that, and two, I think like a lot of that traction, I feel personally, was lost when he threw a vote at Nora. I feel like that was just like a really paranoid vote. Like Fatima caught on to that, and like, I just think that that's going to be something again that people are going to hold on to and be like okay well if he's mm -hmm. just going to throw a vote like this i'm not sure if i can count on him for votes later in the game yeah he's definitely wow. like point. the most paranoid player currently in the game i would say did he tell hey, anybody so that he was going to throw that vote on nora or did he just um, do that randomly i don't think that he told anybody so it wasn't even planned like i feel like it's one thing to have like a contingency vote on somebody not in the core, just in case an idol gets played, but it's another thing to completely go rogue and do that. Especially so when there are only that. five votes. There's yeah. only so many people it could be, and he owned up to it immediately. Mm -hmm. Oh no, he, um, he did ask permission <laughs> before he did it, it seems. Um, so I'll take that back. He did ask permission from... Um, Fatima, um, Troy, and Virginia. Okay, then that that that's that that's makes it better. less yikes. But if I was Nora, I'd be like, um, excuse yeah. me, <laughs> like one more vote and she'd be out of the game. I know. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's it's also funny because like it's probably the the 
elite most boring vote that we had, but it's like the closest one on paper. Yeah, numbers wise, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I I want to point out that like he is unintentionally really embracing this drifter, like archetype. Like, I think so too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like he's chaotic. He's shady. He mm-hmm. you don't know where he stands. You don't know how you feel about him. Um, he's kind he of like. Yeah, he is kind of like in a middle group position. I think like he could probably actually go pretty far. Um, who knows? I just well, want to I see don't... him take more like agency. Like I just feel like he kind of does what he's told when he is around, yeah. instead of like voicing his own opinion, which is why I ranked him so low. Because like, I don't think he's a bad player, and like I do agree that I I don't think he's in any danger right away. But, like I just feel like right now he's just kind of like pops in gets told what to do and then does it besides the Nora thing. But like, it's just right now so he true. just doesn't really. I mean, he described himself as a coward and he was a coward, but the way he handled Janice, um, the way he like. The way he handled I mean, Genesis and her interrogation was just cringe. But I just yeah. feel like who is coming for Diego? Like I forgot he even really existed in the last few rounds. And I just feel like who's going to waste a vote on him. I think he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I just want to go back to like, remember we were watching Diego and Genesis at the manor for the first time. And Diego (laughs) kept pushing Genesis to bend to his will. And the second he got back to Woodsboro, he flirted to his tribe, which had no thought. He was just, he wanted to share important information to get validation from the group. And I think that's what motivated him. And I think that he is unable to make that as those individual choices and and look out for himself primarily because he is looking for that sort of group validation. And especially in a game with a final two, I think he'll really struggle as being seen as anything but a coattail writer. And I mean, the second he learns something, he immediately has to tell somebody. He like wants to, he finds himself in this position where everyone likes him and trusts him. He doesn't know how to handle it. And so his choice is to literally tell everyone everything, which I empathize in a certain way because it is hard to be in a power position and, and, and manage it well. But man, he's not managing it well at all. And yeah. He's... Well, and he, he did the same thing with both Genesis and Janice, where he took an opportunity that wasn't necessary to take to throw someone under the bus um, in in ways that actively didn't benefit his game Um, because he the the janice thing he knows was a mistake but he just let it happen with genesis he just really i think misread uh the way that genesis felt towards him because early on i felt like they were going to be one of the strongest pairs because they were one of the pairs that seemed like the most on the same page but he just like within minutes of leaving the manor he sold her out for things that were his own idea oh so cringe between him and kaylee there are no secrets in this game i know yeah for sure Like, like you're just gonna know everything eventually which is great for the power players but Mm-hmm. Angry for us. <laughs> That's yeah. true. We yeah, but for the people, for but the people on the bottom trying to make a move, it's not great for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
So next up at number nine, someone who I would say seems a little too low, but looking at the rest of the list, it's just, it's hard to say. At number nine, we have Oswald. Um, so he's definitely one of the more high visibility players in the game. Something he can't really help, it's just in his nature. But especially being tied to Fatima, uh, Fatima, they're just incredibly visible and haven't taken the steps to reduce their visibility. So I think that's why he's in a dubious position. Yeah. But unlike Fatima, though, I feel like she's kind of done a better job of sort of like endearing herself to people and like people know who she is and like know she's a threat, but they, they haven't really talked about like booting her anytime soon where I've already felt like I've seen Shane mention it and like Linus talk about it a bit to where like they've pointed out Oswald is a threat, which is why I a lot of people have called him sketchy. A lot of people have called him sketchy. Mm -hmm. So it's like out of the, out of that duo, I feel like he's the one who immediately is kind of in danger. Whereas, uh, uh, Fatima isn't yet. Plus she has those two immunity necklaces. (laughs) (laughs) she's only got one now and she has to use it oh yeah actively but still yeah for whatever reason and this could just be the fact that i find fatima a more interesting character not to bash oswald i mean i think he's been situationally interesting for sure but i do think from my perspective i feel like fatima is the one that has cultivated stronger relationships with her side so i do feel like if that pair gets targeted i think it makes more sense for oswald to be the one to go but then at the same time you i think for that to happen you'd also need fatima to go against him so i don't know how invested she is in that relationship yeah i mean i think she likes him i think one of the issues uh or the reasons is because uh, Fatima saw um, the whole Janice thing go down and was like appalled at it and immediately came back and was like, I need to take control of this. Oswald hasn't been in that situation where like something hasn't gone the way he's wanted it to. So I don't know if he just doesn't feel like he needs to make as deep connections right now. Because like, I don't know, it's just, it's fascinating watching them both talk to each other and then talk to their tribes and how very different they're approaching it. Yeah, I feel like you have to compare Oswald to Shane, where Shane's alliance of, uh, what, four, or, yeah, alliance of four people having two idols scares him. He's like, fuck, like, this could, like, fuck me. And Oswald isn't thinking in those terms. I think the way Shane is thinking is correct. Like, I would be scared yeah. if I was the only person in my alliance who didn't have an immunity idol. Um, and I think that Oswald could totally be collateral damage um, and I don't think that he's as good as Fatima, but I do I do think he has a better social game, um, like a really, really good social game. I don't think his name was ever brought up. People have described him maybe as like sketchy or smarmy, um, but it's only because he's so, so active and so visible. Um, I would just like also like to comment while I have the floor that like this is the closest thing to a showmance I've ever seen in an org. <laughs> um, outside of people like literally dating 
Uh, like, I obviously, I think I'm pretty sure Oswald is a straight man and Fatima is a gay man. So it's not going to work out after, but like, it's cute. I really, really enjoy Oswald and Fatima's like dynamic. I think like, it's really fun to watch. I love it when they talk in their like side chat. I love it when they like complain about each other, like a married couple in like the regular stuff. And the fact that started like in the first five minutes of the game is just really enjoyable. So I hope he sticks yeah. around just because I enjoy that dynamic but like i think oswald and fatima like with 11 boots in this merge like they're fucked they're just so wait yeah. is 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 oswald straight i don't think so oh he's not straight <laughs> not you that's shooting not cupid's confirmed. arrow that that has like a master list of like no, okay. no, I'm asking because of uh, when me, Tracy, and Beatrix played with him in Void, he was, like, very gay. Yeah, I don't think he... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I thought, thought he was pretending there. to fit in. To be I thought he was straight in Void. I didn't... I don't... I think I remember that. <laughs> to be fair, I did extensive opposition research into RuPaul's Drag Race and for, oh my for God. <laughs> and Heroes. So. Yeah, um... I think Oswald is like, I think, how do, um, I think they're yeah. my favorite duo for sure. I think like that dynamic, Sorry, like I, I love all the different dynamics of these different um, date duos that are coming together now. I think they're my favorite duo for sure, just because um, they just really enjoy each other's presence in a way that I don't think any other duo really does necessarily. Um, I think Oswald is really like, um, He's he's also like vocal, like in even in gen like general chats about like like how he kids around with Fatima, and I think that might bite him actually because I feel like he's showing a stronger attachment to her than she is to him, and I feel like Fatima might, you know, like if it comes down to it, I think Fatima knows that she's gonna have to do what she's gonna have to do, um, whereas Oswald, I'm just not so sure if he's willing to ever stab Fatima in the back um but I do think he's like a really smart person he has this like snarky like sarcastic humor and I feel like I feel like he's also sort of a slow burn like once you like have been with him for a few rounds you like really warm up to him and so I think once he gets his footing in this merge tribe I think he could definitely go further than we're anticipating at least I hope so that sounds exciting. I, I yeah, admit I, one I reason. Him, so. I, I admit I do have a particular fondness for Oswald because I do relate to him a lot as a player. And that just being visible just for the sake of being social and around too much and knowing that you should probably be less visible but not being able to help it. And also just needing to have, like, a person that you latch on. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I relate to him, and I want to see him do well for, um, from a point of view. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy him and that duo as well. Like, I'd love for them to be the final two. But That'd be great. probably not going to happen. That's just such an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, Next. yeah, I just feel like Fatima, I don't feel like that's her end game. Like, I feel like 
she'd have to burn so many people to make that happen. I just don't see it happening, but that's all I have to say. All right. So at number eight, we have Linus. Um, Linus, I, I'm really happy with how he's approached this game. And I know he was really anxious about it in the beginning, but he's, I, I think it makes sense that he's at eight right now, but he's not going anywhere. And I do think that he's like one of my winner picks right now um, because he's just really aware of everything that's going on and thinking about things correctly. And he has made some really clutch connections with Brandon, uh, with, uh, Aisha, it seems like there's things growing there. He knows where he is as far as the old power structure on Haddonfield. So I'm, I have my eyes on Linus hard right now. Yeah, I'm really enjoying him, actually. Like, I'm with you. He's, I think he's where he needs to be right now in these power rankings, just because he did have a little bit of a rough pre-merge. He survived, but he was never, like, in the driver's seat much. But his reads seem to be very, really, really good. He knows what's happening. But I would not be shocked if, you know, within this round or next round, he comes away with a power group that he is one of the leaders of. So yeah. I, I'm with you, yeah. uh, Beth. I think he's playing really well. For sure. And I also think I just want to, like, shout out, like, his decision to not take the the extra vote. Um, at the manor, I think it was yeah. really smart. So um, smart. <laughs> and like, yeah, he was so decisive about it too. He was like, "Nope, I'm posting, Brandon. You don't have a single opinion." <laughs> and, like, oh my God. and he was right. Like, he, now he's in this like flip position where he's um, supported by both Shane and Aisha to do whatever he wants. Like, if he flips, he's not going to face the wrath of anybody because Shane has been like advocating for it like silently the whole time and. He's like, by doing that, he has set himself up to have a lot of options where if he had, like, taken someone's vote, um, he yeah. would have just thrust himself into the spotlight in a way that he wouldn't have needed to do. Um, hopefully he picks up Brandon as a goat and just, like, blitzes. And I would love to see Roland win. Like, Roland, like, has wanted to play this series for so long, and it would be cute. I'd, be I don't cute. think I've ever yeah. seen him do this well overall, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, he's killing it. I'm really enjoying watching him. And I think he's, I think right smack dab in the middle of the power rankings is actually the perfect place for him because I feel like he's one of those people that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like that was already established, but I think he's doing really well. I think he's got the strategic kind of mindset to, you know, break out when he needs to and do what he needs to do. And I think that he's in a really, really solid position going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also haven't seen anyone really peg him yet as a threat. Like, no one's really talked about him being someone they need to look out for. It's mostly all been pretty positive. Like, everyone counts him as a number, which early merge is great. So, good for him. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, I was listening to our pregame podcast assessment and you know Roland has like this history of being like a very kind of a villain kind of like he has moments of arrogance he has moments of like you know 
getting a big head, and he's like maintained a strong level of humility and groundedness in this game that I think shows a lot of character growth um, just for him as a person. Um, Maturity. I also yeah. think he's one of the two players currently in the game that I would like pinpoint as like a hero sort of type right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Like him and him, him and Troy. And Nora. Yeah, hero. I would say those three for oh, sure. Oh yeah, and Nora, three. Never mind. <laughs> forget Nora. <laughs> I also seriously enjoyed the joke of Linus being like the Black Widow of this game, all of his dates dying. I think that's just hilarious. He's <laughs> a little nerd. <laughs> it's so good. It's a good subplot for sure. And now he's like stuck with this capital F gay. <laughs> like wants to like ruin all plans, oh, but man. also, but also that strategic talk that we watched Linus and Brandon have the other night that was phenomenal. Um, it really showed off that like Linus is looking for something, and also showed off that Brandon is actually a lot smarter than we were giving him credit for. So <laughs> I, I love that a lot. Yeah, I think um, we can talk about Brandon. I'll, I'll say my Brandon thoughts for. I have a lot of Brandon thoughts, so I won't. <laughs> the segment. Yeah. Yeah. Go Linus. <laughs> <laughs> we love All Linus. All right. So I remember Aisha's next. Which number is she? She's seven. Seven. Okay. Next up, number seven, we have Aisha. So, if you asked me a round ago, I would have said that Aisha is, like, potentially dead in the water. Um, But she is in a prime spot to thrive in this merge. She's already working her ass off. Um, She's also one of the two, like, major open ID players we have left, the newer of the two. So I'm really impressed with uh, the fact that she got her way here and that she's really primed to do much better. I agree. I think um, Aisha is not one of my favorites only because um, I think that like she really let the monotony of the pre-merge like get into her own head. Um, But now that she has realized her poor position, she realizes that Shane cannot be trusted. I'm really excited to see how she'll handle that because I think that she does need that adversity to be like excited and interesting. Mm-hmm. And now with the merge, she's lost Genesis. Um, she realizes her position. And so I'm kind of ready for her to have that kind of redemption work. Um, and I think that like her popularity being so volatile is, is really funny going from like one, eight, four, 11, four. Like it's going from the pregame phase to everyone being like, come on girl, do better. Um, which I feel like is what we all thought. Pre-merge. Um, we're yeah. all like, we all about Isha's sake. We just really want her to like do well, and I think she's she's figuring it out. Yeah, I think now that she's made the merge, I think she's you know she's gonna have her chance to really shine. I hope. I think it was kind of a slow burn with the pre-merge, um, but now that she survived, which I think was debatable, I think there was definitely some concern that she was going to go out in the Genesis spot. Um, and I didn't love how 
they all left Genesis out to dry, but I do think that it's going to pay off for Aisha in the long run. Can you guys hear Sammy? Sammy, could you guys hear Sammy? Yes. Yeah. We can hear us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, oh my gosh. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yes. No, Did, it was on it, me, Sammy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just, I really love Aisha. And I think my favorite Aisha moment was when I told her I was watching her and I thought she told me to go away, but she really was just like not saying that. (laughs) I just thought she was mean. And now I realize she's just self-deprecating and I love her and I wish her all the best. And I think she's, you know, she's a good friend of our good friend, you Harry. And I think that she's a scrapper just like you Harry. And I'm excited to see what she can do when she's kind of, you know, in this position of being just ready to make waves and make it a crazy merge. So go Aisha. Yeah, I think especially with Genesis gone, I don't think she's going to be an immediate target at all. I don't see anybody being like, it has to be Aisha. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. It's just, it's a matter of how she handles the situations in front of her. And she's had some stumbles with that, but she's also had some success with that. So I think um, so long as she's more in tune with everything around her, which I think she will be and if she starts fostering these relationships with like Linus and like people in Woodsboro, um, I think that she has a potential for this game for sure. Definitely. I was was really impressed last round with her. um, Cause you know, a, uh, like a lesser player and not even a lesser player. Sometimes people could just be like, Oh, this would be really fun to cause chaos. Could have told Genesis to play their idol and she looked at it and realized well if i do that it just makes me more enemies than it does just to have like this happen so i really thought that was a really uh smart and well thought out move to like for the better her own game just let it happen yeah for sure and i do can i I disagree with you on that is that okay i don't want to interrupt yeah yeah oh go ahead I actually think it was a really bad move, and I think um, it makes me dislike her a little bit only because to have someone, like, to have a good player who says you're the number one and believes it, to throw someone aside like that when you could easily save them, I think is long-term not good. Um, And I think the fact that um, Genesis could have easily said, I knew everyone knew I had an idol, I just wanted to be safe. Like, there are so many reasons you could deflect blame from yourself with that. I don't think it was good, and I think she'd be in the exact same position um, she is now if Genesis stayed. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I I agree with I, you, Justin. I don't think I don't think that was the best move that she could have made because Genesis was someone who felt a level of loyalty to Aisha, and Aisha could have said, "Hey, uh, play your idol," and taken no flack for it whatsoever because so many people who were voting for Genesis said this seems like such a openly telegraphed blindside she's probably going to play her idol um, and she didn't went home but yeah, Aisha's still there she's still making it work I mean, I do you want I'd, to... like to do, I'd like to just say that I think that that kind of proves the point that everyone kind of thought it was so obvious that Genesis was going to go. And I think that Aisha comes from, she's only played one game and 
you know, it was a pretty intense game from what I've heard. And I think, you know, if you're thinking from a strategic level that like people know that Genesis has an idol, people know that Genesis is close with Aisha, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that if Genesis plays her idol, there are going to be votes on Aisha. And I think that Aisha keeping quiet is a defensive way to play, but it, it definitely like guaranteed her making it this far. So while it's easier for us to look from the top down and say, yeah, she should have told Genesis to play her idol. I think that she did the smartest thing for herself. Yeah, I, I do. I do I, want to. Oh, oh. I, I, um, I would just want to say, speaking of the game that she just played, uh, Beatrix, you just played that game with Aisha, and you were in the final three together, so I want to hear your perspective on her game and how she has transitioned from idea to Alias. As yeah, um, I was going to pop in earlier and say that um, this is a similar position-ish to uh, it's kind of similar to where Aisha found herself when she was playing Endure in that um, she at a certain point in the merge, pretty early in the merge, realized that things were turning on her um, and she was at the bottom um, of kind of the merge pecking order and she was able to use her kind of social prowess um, to get herself back in the good graces of folks who had wanted her out for a bit, um, but then had her strategic game kick in where she was able to make some big moves and get some of her enemies out once she kind of established that foundation of relationship. Um, so I think that Aisha certainly has the potential to be a scrappy underdog and fight her way um, to the end of this game. I think in some senses, like her realizing that Shane is shady, it was very much like, her realizing that I was shady and endure when I turned on her. Um, and she did not let that shit go. Um, <laughs> so I think that if she can find some momentum here, she can go very deep. Um, I think the thing that she's going to struggle with um, is she has to continue to adjust to like not being able to, I feel like she really relied on building those really personal connections over video chat um, in an open ID setting. And she's still, based on what she's told me when she's texted me, not fully adjusted to that in like a text platform. Um, so I think if she can't adapt to that and kind of make those connections, um, then she's not gonna make it too deep. Um, but if she can use her breach harm, um, then I would not be shocked to see Aisha at the end. Yeah. Um, what I was gonna say was her letting Genesis basically die uh, like I, I totally get your guys's point, and I agree to a point, but I also think it's more beneficial being on the bottom coming in and being one person as a free agent than being in two people, especially if one of those people is someone who has already had kind of a fight with Diego, which I don't think she knew. But like, it's very easy for a group to pick up one person rather than two people and have to worry about those two people later in the game. So that. It's one of the reasons I liked it, but I totally get your guys' point on you don't want to just throw away numbers when you have them. So we'll see. See what happens. I do see where you're coming from. Um, that is like that. That mm -hmm. I, I 
because often in like pagongings you have the last person that's left in that minority gains traction so when you're just a person on your own compared to a person that's part of a small group very different way to play i think that the aisha linus relationship has the potential to be a very critical duo um, in this merge. I don't know Linus's perspective, but I know that Aisha loves Linus. Like Linus is Aisha's favorite at the moment. Um, She just doesn't know like strategically where Linus stands. It's more of a personal thing. So if they can build kind of that strategic connection a bit more, I could see them like really flipping the script here early in the merge and then really kind of taking the merge by the horns and like going full force. So be on the lookout. I love it. Yeah, I'm rooting for her. I think she's really funny, and I think mm-hmm. she's like such a like fresh perspective on the game for sure. All right. So next up at six, we have Troy. So Troy, I'm really surprised with um, the way that Troy has held himself composed in this game. Sounds um, like. I expected after the Janus boot that he was going to be balls to the wall pissed off. But he played that as well as he possibly could have. And he's, I think he's a strong dark horse in this game. I agree. I have been saying for a while that I don't understand. I mean, Troy's consistently low in the popularity polls, and I do think it's his rep and his, like, slight game bodiness, but I don't even think he's that game body. Like he he like got bl- the way he got blindsided by almost got blindsided by Janice and was told the way he handled that was so well and so calm and such an evolution from how Pinner was in the last game he played. Uh the way that he like really is the only person to talk about Nora in uh, like a pure light just everything about him, I think, is really rootable. And I agree with you, Chicks, that Troy is absolutely a hero. And I do think that he has the absolute capability to win. And I, I think people don't dislike him, but, you know, um, he has, like, all the elements that kind of, like, make for um, a really exciting, like, arc to me. Um, and I think um, he could totally fuck it up, like, knowing Fenner, but, like, he has all of the cards of being like this middle row positive presence to like totally win right now. Yeah, I'm also with Tricks. I'm really impressed just because uh, the last game I did play with them, I was on the receiving end of him freaking out and getting mad about things. Uh, so I was the same like after the Janice thing, I was like, oh, he's going to lose it. And then he didn't. And he got himself in a position where he's really well liked. And um, trusted by his alliance um he has nora in his uh on his side and then he also has brandon who he uses his like um number one or goat or i'm not sure how he views brandon i just know they're he's mentioned brandon being his number one um he could totally fuck it up but like right now he's playing really well personally i just comparing him to like everyone else i happen to just like them more like i find them more entertaining so that's why I usually have him rank low on my like popularity thing. Mm-hmm. But right now, if if he won, like he would not be a bad winner at all. Like he's playing really, really well. 
I think that speaks to just the strength of this cast in general. Like, there's a lot of really likable people and a lot of great characters. And I would agree. I think he's really, just based on what I've known of Penner coming into this, I really thought he was going to be more of like a volatile presence. And I think that he handled the whole Janice blindside beautifully. He kept his cool. He's integrated himself seamlessly into the core of Woodsboro. And I can totally see him doing very well, if not winning this game. And I think that he should be proud of himself for what he's been able to pull off, regardless of what the popularity polls say. Yeah. And Shane seems to really like him. So... The reason they put Troy higher um, on this ranking was because of his relationship to Shane and how easily he'll likely integrate with that alliance um, to the fact that he'll have options. I think that Pinner's reputation is because I think he's a good player. He just is horrible under pressure. Like, if he had found out about the Janice vote, like, after, like, at TC, he would have absolutely been next. He would have lost his shit um he just is horrible like in those time sensitive pressure situations to like a detrimental but, extent but he did find out before she was voted out he found out hours before that's what and i'm saying he, like he he, he was upset but he was like i just need to let this happen and figure it out from there and that's gross right, <laughs> right but i think because someone came to him and told him it was less of a blow. Like, if yeah. everyone he, he knew and trusted lied to him, like, he would have absolutely lost his shit because Brandon came to him, and then Virginia also came to him, like, it softened it a little bit. Uh, so, uh, maybe, maybe he's entirely grown. I think, I think his reputation is because he's been under pressure. I mean, we just played Empire, what, like a month ago, and he yeah, played played his idol on a TC that was unanimous, and he got no votes on. So I mean, who knows? I think um, I think it helps that it was so early in the game. It was only round two when Janice went, so it was it wasn't like at a swap. It wasn't where he felt like, oh shit, I'm I'm screwed if this goes through. So it, it's easier to remain calm when you're like, okay, well these people came and told me, so they must still value me. Like, I'm not going to be on, like, compl- on the outs completely. So I guess maybe he felt like he he was going to be able to recover from it, which isn't taking anything away from him because, you know, being left out of decisions isn't great, and he still played it really well. But I wonder what would have happened if this was, you know, the uh, the vote right before Merge and he was really tight with Janice. You know, like, would it have, would it have been old Penner then or would it have been this new Penner? Like what would have happened, sure. but as we can only go off of what's happening, and what's happening right now is he's playing really well. So props to him. Yeah, the more I look at it, or you got sorry. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say I think like the more I look at it, the more I see like lots of parallels between Troy and Linus in particular. I feel like they both have this interesting position mm-hmm. where they're like bridging the gap between the outsiders and the majority alliance and so they're going to have a lot of flexibility going into merge it's just a matter of making those right decisions and having the patience that i think he displayed during woodsboro so it really just depends on you know coming down to those like 
sort of time sensitive decisions and hoping that he makes the right ones. I agree. And I want to um, see Troy and Linus link up. Yeah, for sure. The jock and the nerd. Come on. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> well, so what would we good. call them? Would we call them Trinus? <laughs> Stop. I, hate <laughs> I hate that so much. I will say, um, Troy, um, having played with him recently, like his best asset is information control. He is so good at like hearing like juicy gossip and keeping it to himself. Um, I think it's absolutely yeah. his best quality because he had his hands in so many cookie jars that like um, people were people didn't realize it until very late in the game they got voted out. But um, well, I, I wonder. Think it's be... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to bring up. Yeah, and I agree with all that. I was going to bring up how, like, how much of it was that he just played. And he's playing this basically right after Empire. Like, I don't. There wasn't that long of a stretch, like a break between the two, and so he was able to take his Empire game and adjust it instead of having like a long break and falling into bad habits. Like, there is something to be said if you play games back to back, you're able to immediately remember what you did wrong in the last game and fix it. And so in Empire, he did have this um, habit to start making all these side alliances with people and saying, oh, I'll protect you, and then not doing anything to actually protect him. He did it with John. He did it with uh, Dean on our tribe, Danny, um, Papa Bear, and Chamba. None of this means anything to anyone else. But he was able to – this game, he hasn't really done that. Like, he hasn't made all these side alliances um, in the sense that it's going to, like, hurt people. He's – played pretty calmly and played with like kind of one group and i think it's working really well for him so i'm i'm like i don't know i'm not upset by this at all like i feel like he'd be really fun to see what would happen if he actually got control of the game Hmm. all right so next up at number five we have brandon so I have a soft spot for Brandon because he was a recruit <laughs> of mine. Um, but he's someone that we definitely thought early on was just not quite going to cut it. But he's surprised all of us. Um, he he has recently like referred to himself as kind of a social threat, which seems goofy earlier in the game. But right now, given like the connections that he has from his original tribe, and the connections that he's making with original Haddonfield, he's really working himself into an excellent position. And part of the reason I wanted to recruit him in the first place was because I knew what an excellent social player he was a decade ago. So it's nice to see him be able to still tap into that. Yeah, he's really impressed me too. He's, um, I mean, I always kind of had a soft spot for him because I just thought he was like, kind of a dork and like was going to be like a hot mess but um yeah i mean he could he could surprise us and make a run for it i don't know like i'd be kind of surprised if he won but also the way everyone was kind of talking about him just like loving him like at this point like now i'm like hey you know maybe he could do it troy considers him his number one uh haddonfield really likes him like he's doing really really well and he's sort of yeah, I mean, I guess right now the surprise of the season, almost. For sure. I mean, like, I think, um, sorry when you hear this, Brandon, but, like, he was an alternate, right? And he only got on because someone else dropped. And so um, I'm definitely surprised. I think 
I think the magic sauce with him is that he's very blunt strategically, but intentional in his bluntness, if that makes sense. Like, he talks to people in this very, yo, let's sync up. Here's my info. What's your info? But he doesn't do it, like, as carelessly as Kaylee does it. I, I think, think he has the a word you're looking for is direct. Is that direct. The word you're... Direct. He's direct. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, okay. Direct, not blunt. Um, you're going to have to dub that over. They mean, they mean different things. Wait, hold on. Can we have an aside? What is the difference? No, there's there's not really a difference. I think blunt works, but I I I mean you can rewind, but I think you I think hey now cut that out. I think that you said I don't think the word is blunt, and I was just trying to help you out with like a word that I felt like you were looking for, and I feel like it was direct, and you took umbrage with that, and now we're gonna have to edit this whole session, and I'm just gonna shut my mouth. Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I feel like I feel like blunt or direct even isn't even really the word. It's like uh, it's like something adjacent where like he is like open um, but forward. I don't know. I think there's a word on my tongue that I can't think about. This will all be on the final podcast because I want everyone to see this display. Um, Absolutely. Um. No, yeah, don't, I, I don't don't include it. It's like brazen almost. It's brazen. Yes, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Um, oh, thank you, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Amazing. This is why you win orgs. <laughs> and org one. And org one. The same amount of tricks. We love that. Oh, I love that for us. <laughs> Not this devolving into it. The library's open. Um. <laughs> Anyway, I just want to say, um, I do think that um, we've seen specifically in his interaction with Linus, because we have seen them interact so much, Linus was really hesitant at first because he was like, he had two partners that didn't really talk to him much. And then he had Brandon that talked to him so much. But Brandon was giving Linus everything that Linus had been waiting to get from any. And yeah. I think that's why they're specifically a pair to watch that people aren't going to like really think, oh, we need to worry about that. They were partners for like two rounds. Well, I think you bring up a really great point because if you'll recall, Brandon was like trying to push for Linus to be the boot when he was partnered with Paz. So I think like if if there's any way to like throw people off the scent of them being like a duo, I think you know Brandon was totally like gunning for Linus. So yeah, yeah but nobody think, knows that but Paz. <laughs> well, Paz can't tell anybody. Found out the hard way, <laughs> but yeah. But I think also yeah, they haven't been together that long. So I will say like only fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that really bothers me about Brandon, it's not even just a Brandon thing, it's like an any one thing in any game is when a vote goes a certain way and they vote with that, like they vote that way and they could have changed it and then they start doing that stupid justice for Janice or justice for that person. And I'm just kind of like, you could have said something, like you had the numbers to not do it and you still did it. 
So stop trying to do this whole like you're you were blindsided by a thing, which Brandon did. But I mean, it worked. It got him in the good graces of Troy and Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's just that that always just annoys me in any game. I'm always just kind of like, shut up. You did it. Like you you could have changed it and you didn't. So obviously you wanted that person gone too. Yeah, like I feel but like on mean- paper, like a lot of his game doesn't like make se- like it, like he. He had this, like, really, like, he came out swinging. I feel like he basically, like, formed the dynamic of Woodsboro pretty much with the majority that he made. Um, and then he, like, helped Yakov orchestrate the Janus blindside. And then he looked back and said, bye, Yakov. And, like, a lot yeah. of this, like, it, like, on paper, it's like, okay, well, Wait. there's so much, like, aggression here. But at the same time, like, not a lot of people are even, like, like a lot of people love him and so i think that like yeah i mean it worked for him yeah it did. i just i feel i feel like he has more self-awareness he's like in his confessional been very upfront about the fact that he loved flaming yakos's flames he didn't care about Janus. no 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 i don't i don't like this narrative i prefer to live in a world where brandon was just you know moseying along and <laughs> Yakov, i do Build the beans and Yakov seized on the beans. And then Diego's like, oh no, Yakov is pushing for a Janus boot now. And I hope it doesn't work. And then Brandon jumps in and is like, yeah, we got to get rid of Janus. And he rallies the troops. Yeah. And the thing is, Brandon was so culpable in the Janus boot. He was like the second most relevant person making that happen but he was able to cleanse his hands of that immediately and pin all of it on Yakov and immediately make really close bonds with people that he knew were upset about the Janus boot so that he could be like yeah I'm fucking pissed that that happened fuck Yakov it's super impressive and Mm -hmm. I mean I'll be honest like I said when we planned this podcast I was sick for a week so, look, there was a lot of confessionals to get through, and I didn't get through all of them. Oh. I was like, mm. <laughs> um, So I'll go back and read the Brandon thing, because if what you're saying is is right, Justin, he basically was like, I don't care about Janice, but if I can take out Jan and Yakov here, like, props to him. Like, that's, like, next-level, like, social play there. Like, oh, yeah, let's get rid of Janice. Oh, man, I was blindsided by the Janice thing, too. I felt like I was in a corner thing. Like, that's that's great on him, and, you know, then it's that's forgivable. Happened, oh, so. oh, it's and... It, 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 hold on. It is what happened, yes. I mean... He had, the, he had the confessional in round two going, like, I don't really think Janice should go, but, like, I'm totally down for, like, like egging on Yakov, and then immediately, yeah, like, sure. cut Yakov's throat. Like, just... He, I like, loved but, I but, loved everything about it, but you're but, ruining it for me now that like, <laughs> like oh my god. But this was out. also this was also after a good player. Yeah, this was also after several days of Brandon being like incredibly against Janice just for the sake of the fact that he did not get cast as Janice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so true. Oh, it's, so true. It's, it's the we live through that pettiness and that's what makes about him a legend regardless. Yeah. We talked about it earlier that if you can just have a reason to not like someone, then that's all you really need to get rid of them and it's like turn people against them. Like good for him. Yeah, yeah you need if to have an enemy. Janice, 
Yeah, if he couldn't be Janice, we couldn't have her. We couldn't so have her. That's <laughs> so true. I really, I made the mistake of screwing Taylor from the get-go by putting her <laughs> on a tribe with, with Brandon. It kind I think of... That, um... Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, it's like he has kind of just the last few rounds just be kind, become like, like I don't want to say rootable because like, I still do kind of want to see him get voted out. But, like, it's just funny watching, you know, this person, like Ellen said, that we, he was just moseying along how people viewed him to now suddenly just have all this, like, um, status in the game now. Like, people want to work with him, and it's just kind of fascinating to watch. Yeah, I think he, more than anyone else in the cast, is having the most fun. I think he's, like, really reveling in the experience, and I think if he got voted out, he'd be like, sure, that's fine. Um, I think he just like is like kind of living in the moment in like a really really great way. Um, he messaged me the other day actually privately and was like, "I hope my like confessionals have been enough for you guys. Um, let me know if you need more. I'm having a really great time and I really want to win. But like even if I just make all stars, that's still like a great accomplishment. I'm having a really great time. Oh, I love so, that. Oh, and and he's he's messaged oh, me on make all stars. It's so cute. <laughs> Well, and he's messaged me on Facebook being like, thank you so much for, like, telling me about this game. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm. I adore that. I you know what him. he's not going to be on, Ellen? He's not going to be on flops. Like, not Flop Island. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, well, it's like, it's only Final <laughs> 13. So, I mean, if he goes in the next couple of rounds, I think maybe Flop Island would be appropriate. But, <laughs> I I mean I could Sorry. see him coming back for an All Stars for sure, but like as I've said yeah. and as we've all said repeatedly throughout this cat this podcast, this is a really stacked cast. So yeah, I yeah, mean I, get I think he's definitely like yeah, like bring him back. I want to watch him almost like any season. Like give me that energy. I'm ready to go. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Brandon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to um, clarify that the, the season 18 is now titled Good and Evil 18 Flip or Flop Beach House Edition. So that's the <laughs> oh <my> title. <laughs> it's like the moment that the series jumped the shark. Hopefully. Good and Evil 18 Lindsay Lohan Beach Club. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, yes. Is it, are we in Mykonos? Oh, no, 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 remember it was going to be um, Good and Evil 18, Lindsay Lohan's um, spleen, and it's like a magic school bus theme where Miss Frizzle takes everybody into like the, the human <laughs> body, but it's like Lindsay Lohan's body. It's like what, what the theme is going to be. You can edit this out, but I feel like that uh... is totally an idea for a season that you need to do in the future. This like, is a mess. Like an inner space type of theme, like you're like moving through the human body. Yeah, like Osmosis. So anyway, um, (laughs) reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. Oh my gosh! Okay. Um, number four, we have Cordelia. So Cordelia, of of all of like the newer players in our cast came to us one of the most highly and aggressively recommended and wow she's doing so much and it's really fun to watch i did not expect her to be this much of an aggressive bot openly manipulated where we have screenshots from multiple live confessionals of her actively manipulating people. 
and it's 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 a delight. I'm loving her <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, what I love about her is that she doesn't know how idols work, but she like somehow has like a perfect understanding of how to like navigate a tribe socially and strategically. <laughs> and some, um, it's like the opposite of like most orc players in terms of. Yeah, I actually had her as number one on my power ranking because I honestly think she is the one driving the game right now. Like, if we're talking Wait, about you guys Final 13, Final 13, the person who has the most power right now, just watching them play, I chose Cordelia. That could change after this round. That could change after next round. But, like, right now, I feel like she's the driving force behind the game. Sammy, what are your thoughts? <laughs> like Cordelia, I want the record to reflect that. Um, sometimes I think that I just get bored with players who like run the game like I did in season three, and I'm just like yawn. Like we've seen that before. Um, <laughs> not the tooting your own horn. <laughs> No, I'm not I've saying how it. dare you for copying me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think yeah, I think one she's Ellen. Not, I just it's probably like the same reason that Justin like is always like, oh, I hate watching Ellen play because she's just like I feel like it's she reminds me so much of just like the position that Rebecca was in in Huego. Just like she's really yeah. she's just so hyper competent. And I mean that in the best sense of the word. Like, it's like it's I'm not just compelling, waiting. though. Yeah, I'm just waiting for her to mess up and have some adversity. It's like it's <laughs> the same way that like you watch like a player like Tyler on Big Brother in Big Brother Twenty. Like, I just I get I need, that. I need yeah, I can the see that for so, the player. So what I'm hearing is that really you hot. would. Ha- what I'm hearing is that you would hate watching yourself play. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take away from the fact that I played a really good game in season three, but I had adversity in season <laughs> 16. I had adversity in season six. Yeah. Like, I'm not like that player, like most of the time. Um, yeah. And I, I do understand why it can be boring for people to watch well, somebody play when everything goes their way every single round. I feel yeah. like I do have one point to make and it's that, she told her alliance about her idol when she didn't have to, and I think that was a massive fuck up because it shows I her agree. lack of experience level because she has mm-hmm. that like innate trust, and I think that will come to bite her in the ass. And I think with more experience, she'll learn not to do that because she didn't have to at all, like at all. Yeah, I so... uh, I do agree with you, Ellen. Sorry, real quick because. No, I don't ever vote for her in the popularity poll because I do think inherently those type of games are boring to watch. But like just as a power ranking, like I do think she is playing extremely well. Um, So. Oh, yeah, no, I give her like total props as a game player. I think when I do my popularity poll, I'm just more just like looking for like who's dynamic to me. Yeah, um, and it's not to take away from her as a player at all. I think she's playing really well. She's she's playing against some of my faves, which I don't love. <laughs> um, you know, like I think it's definitely yeah, yeah. Like it's it's hard I think to it's watch. Definitely it for me. 
Yeah, it's hard to She's watch. She's playing her. my game, but worse. Ellen really played a Cordelia game though in season three. Like I feel like she was more of a like I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. It's I I No, no, I get I get what you mean. I hate that alliance, but I like them individually. Like I want them in different places. I don't want Rashad and Shane together. I want Oswald with Fatima. I want Cordelia with someone else. I don't want those four together. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, it's I, just I get not, that. It's not now, a fun vibe. Do we think that it would have been better if she went to people individually and told them about her idol as opposed to telling the group? Well, she did. She told literally every person on her tribe individually about her idol, and she told the group. She, she, yeah. told Genesis. she, even, she even told Genesis four minutes before Genesis was voted out of the game. <laughs> a choice. That yeah. that totally is Truly. a choice, but like, and also I mean, don't like, don't tell Kaylee. You know I, she leaks everything, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but I do feel like there are like there's like certain people that you should tell your like if you have like a level of of trust with them. I do think it's worth potentially bridging the relationship to strengthen the relationship by telling them that you have. The idol, but telling everyone, yeah. yes, I agree. That's that's short. For sure. And maybe she like saw what happened with Genesis and was like, "I gotta get ahead of this because no For one." Sure. Yeah, I yeah. do hope she has like a bit more of a um, not like a wake up moment, but like something similar because I think that, you know, I think that she has positioned herself really, really well, but I don't think she has done it flawlessly, and I don't think it like I think people are starting to like direct their eyes to her i think that you know like aisha like you know was looking forward to working with her but that sort of got lost in the mix of haddonfield and um i've seen a few other comments that are sort of starting to look at cordelia like shane isn't super trusting of her and so i think that you know she she's not like at a place where she can just sit and rest for a while um so okay. I'm hoping she has a bit more, she takes on a bit more of a proactive um, game coming into Merge. Absolutely. And I mean, maybe yeah. that's where I would like differentiate myself from her. And I know it's like hugely like separated from when I played my first time. But I just feel like when you're playing that game, you have to be on 100% of the time. You have to be checking in with people all the time, making them feel super, super comfortable, making them feel like you're built only person that they're interested in um and i i feel like she's putting in the work but i feel like it's something that you have to completely double down on and really check in and keep solidifying i'm just not especially especially because you have shane complaining that cordelia is on invisible all of the yeah that confuses me i don't I don't understand how you play the game on invisible the whole time. Like that would just bother me because then I feel like I'm the one who has to go and start the conversations. And she, uh, I think she only uses Discord on her phone. She like never gets on on the computer. Which track? Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings us to our 
top three on the power ranking. Um, a top three that I don't think would surprise a single person. Love them. <laughs> but at at number three, we have Fatima. So Fatima has been in a prime social position from the word go. She immediately became beloved by everyone except for men who just got voted out, the only person who ever said a single negative word about her. And she's in a power duo with Oswald, where she's definitely in the better position of the two, regardless of the target mm-hmm. they max now. And she still has a dream. I mean, I'm obsessed with her. I think she's a really strong player. And I think it's no surprise that she was able to position herself essentially in the best spots on original Woodsboro. Um, My concern for her is primarily her relationship with Oswald and just the fact that she's been immune the entire pre-merge. Essentially, um... Well, not even essentially, like she has been immune the entire pre-merge, whether she meant to be or not. I feel like a lot of the role models immunity was, I mean, it is luck-based in a sense, but I think it also clocks people as being the most socially aware. Um, I think the only thing is Virginia, who we have ranked above her in the power rankings, I think is very aware of what Fatima is doing. And has clocked her, and I I worry for her, not in in the now, but in the later. I think that once we get down to the wire, I feel like people are going to be like, we can't go to the end with Fatima. She's too much of a threat. Um, and I just I worry about who is going to take Fatima to the end in a final two scenario. Yeah, I yeah. Think some... I uh... go ahead. No, um, I was just going to say I like. Something I find super endearing about Fatima in general is, like, she is in this really, like, you know, high-up position. She has had immunity for the entire pre-merge, which, iconic, by the way. Um, and she doesn't, like, she her head isn't super big at all. Like, I, th- I find her to be, like, a more humble voice. I think that, like, she doesn't let it get to her head. And I don't think Oswald has too much, but I think there's a difference there. And I think that she keeps herself grounded in, like, the general chats and, like, her alliance chats. Like, she doesn't, like, she knows her place, and I think that she knows her capabilities, and I think she's just very good at, like, matching the level of the conversation. And so I think that she just, she has a social game that can really, really take her there. It's just a matter of getting through this early merge that, on paper, she might be in trouble for because she was so immune <laughs> for all of it. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's really impressive watching her play because you would think um, not that she's not like people aren't realizing that she could be a threat, but you'd think it'd be start mentioned more. People still seem to like really like her and really want to work with her. And at a certain point, you like Ellen said, she's going to get cut and it's going to be really tragic when it happens. But like, part of me, like, I would not be shocked if I don't, if it doesn't happen until like final four or five. Like, I could see her making a really deep run here. I, um, I'll go against the group and say, 
Um, I actually didn't vote Fatima at all in the last popularity poll. I actually had her as one Ooh. of the worst. No. It's tough, you guys. She burned wow. her. Burn her at the such a contrarian. Tell us why. She didn't write a confessional for two rounds, which, you know, with me is. Oh, yeah, yeah. For me. It's blasphemy against daddy, okay? Okay, daddy. All right. Um, but I think she is just, she is kind of like Cordelia in a way to me, where she's she has the fun like anecdotes in her like, um, live confessional, but like the goodwill she's built up, the goodwill that she built up at the beginning is no longer caring for me. I'm like looking at other people, you know, like imagine if she got voted out this round, how like unsatisfying and unmemorable she would be, you know. That's just my tea. That's my. That's what I have to say. It's my tea. Yeah, I mean it. It's um like as a host, I totally understand the whole uh no confessional thing. And like if I was actually like not sick of reading them, I feel like it would kind of bother me too. Like I'm my goal is to get caught up on these things. Uh, just but like seeing how other people talk about her and like the whole Oswald chat. She's just really fun. But it's definitely like you have to remember that Discord's just one part of it. And so it is, yeah, like not posting a confessional for two rounds is kind of shit, especially with the effort. Like, you know, Shane's constantly updating his, Diego post them, Brandon post them, Troy post them. It's just like, come on, girl, give us something. Yeah. And I think she's been a little too comfortable, you know? I think that yeah. she's like, She's, like, aware of her... She is aware that, like, she is seen as a big threat, but, like, you want to see some dynamicism and, like... Cor we talked about Cordelia not having that same dynamicism. Oh, God, I can't say that word right. Dynamic... Is that how you say it? Dynamicism? Ugh, okay, guys. Wait, I'm going to tell myself. Um, Ellen, do you want to tell him? <laughs> Queen of vocabulary. How do you say dynamicism? Is that right? Is that even a word? Let's look it up. Let's consult. <laughs> I think so. Dynamicism is how I would think you would say it. Oh. Dynamicism. Yeah, it's a word. Dynamicism. Yeah. It's just like one of those words that you like hear. Dynamism. 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 That's yeah, it's it. dynamism. The Thanks. quality of being characterized by vigorous activity and progress. Yes, we give you merge thoughts and English lessons on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and Lumps is feel... here, and she wants you to know that she helps. Yeah, Lumps. Lumps. Lumps's primary opinion is that Fatima lacks dyn dynamism. No, <laughs> it's Fatima it's fascinating. It's fascinating <laughs> to me that people when people don't post confessionals. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm in the minority on this, but I felt like mine, like when I, when I did them, um, which like I, I did do one every round, it helped me like arrange my thoughts and think things through. Cause I put it like, you know, you put it on paper. It's like when you're feeling like when you're feeling bad or something, they say writing it down helps. And personally, I, I believe in that. Like when I write things down, I feel like it helps like kind of cleanse it. And these are my thoughts and it's on paper. It's like taking notes. 
So like, it always just fascinates me when people don't do it. I'm like, do you just remember everything in your head? Like, I'd forget what happened three rounds ago if I wasn't able to just kind of like go back and read my confessional and be like, oh, right. I did say that. My bad. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, to completely shirk your confessional responsibilities is just not the look. Mm-hmm. So I understand the frustration, yeah. especially when you're trying to do edgic every round. But yeah, I do think it's a testament to her game that everyone gushes about her, like, in spite of that. So maybe it's just like the horror film theme but like i get such like final girl vibes from her i don't know maybe it's just me though <laughs> i mean she has like she has like a main characterness to her that's hard to deny mm-hmm. plus the rep is iconic plus she's like her personality embodying this rep is so fitting like you think of fatima and you t- kind of think of like an iconic character like the whole thing works you know mm-hmm. yeah. i think she's done justice to the character for sure but i think what you're saying is completely valid. Like, clearly she's dynamic to her fellow cast members, but it's hard to read that when you're not getting confessional updates on the board consistently. Mm-hmm. But also, she has seventh place written all over. <laughs> not seventh. Not seventh place. Oh, seventh is my least favorite placement. Did you know that? <laughs> Like, I'm, like, OCD about placements, and I feel like I would, like, have a conniption if I got seventh place in a game. And then <laughs> I just, I, I feel like I expect her to, yeah. I feel like I, 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 I expect her to get between, like, fifth and seventh. And that, you know, is, though, as I just seems that, like, like what's going to happen. I could see seventh for Fatima, the character. I could see that for her. I can't see fifth for her. Not to get into my weird numbers, like, <laughs> obsession. But oh my gosh. Um, so I, I could see some... seventh for her, for sure. I think something that happens occasionally in orgs that could happen here is that people kind of, like, accidentally let the overdogs stay because they're trying to get out the middle people because they know they can get rid of the overdogs whenever. But then eventually, like the overdogs just stay. Like that does happen sometimes. And so, yeah, I think if, if anyone can pull off that kind of game, it would be Fatima. And like a Fatima Oswald final two would be really, really fun. And as mm-hmm. long as they didn't like just steamroll their way there. But yeah, on the um, like just thinking about it, it's like now that I know like she hasn't really posted professionals, it is kind of frustrating because I was going to ask, like, have her reads been like good this game like i don't even think but like we don't know so i'm wondering because she has that necklace and i'm like is she are her reads good enough to pick up on when she's in danger to play the necklace to save herself like yeah we 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 don't know because we we don't know yeah we don't (laughs) she hasn't in that way yet (laughs) but like it's not in the conventional post like she was gone she is. She lost all culpability of having to navigate the round where Janice left, which was so yeah. good for her because, um, like she could view the chats and see that people were upset, and it was so easy for her to just like sweep in and go with the majority and not take culpability. That she's never had to deal with it. So right, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, she hasn't been in a spot yet where she's been in trouble. She hasn't had to sweat yet. That's for sure. But I do, I do feel like her reads are, are generally very good. I feel like people have clocked her from the start, though. I think one of Brandon's first confessionals was about how he wants to keep her close, but she's going to be a threat down the line. I feel like Virginia has repeatedly said that I can see what Fatima is doing. Like, I see her as this huge social presence. Like, I feel like people know that Fatima is going to be a threat down the line. And this so, is just not, yeah. This is not the cast where people are going to make decisions based on who they like. Like, I don't think a single person in this cast, except for maybe Diego, is going to make a decision based on who they like versus who is more opportune to them. Even Nora is an opportunist. Like, every person in this cast is an opportunist. <laughs> Not Beatrix falling asleep. No, is Beatrix asleep? <laughs> no. Beatrix, wake up. All right. All right. Dreaming of So... Moving on from someone who we wish we knew more about what their reads were, someone who gives us almost too many of these that they have. And number two, we have Virginia. So Virginia started out pretty much like knowing she was on the outs of the center and I, I don't even know what to say besides that she's played effortlessly without trying to take too much power and recognizing exactly where she is at every single point. I, it's <laughs> impressive to watch. I feel like I should be taking notes. <laughs> um, yeah, she's, she's been really impressive. Ahead, I think John. she's like... We talk about Shane in terms of the pettiness, but Virginia is also petty. Like she oh, does deeply. try to, like, <laughs> she tries to like compartmentalize like short term decisions. Petty, yeah. yeah. Um like she is the only person who like once Brandon out, she immediately wanted Yakov out. And you know, we were kind of giving shit earlier to Brandon for being complicit, but Virginia was the swing. Like, Virginia could have said no, and Janice wouldn't have happened, and we have not given her enough right. shit for that. Absolutely. Like, yeah, she completely was complicit in all of that. She could have put us yeah. up, in my opinion. Yeah, and she, yeah, like, I mean, chose just... to not piss off Diego, but, like, sis. The thing is that people got the ball rolling on Janice, but nobody said, wait, why are we letting this happen? Like, it easily Thank could you. have been, yeah, it easily could have been stopped. Just everyone was just like, oh. why is this happening? And nobody got on the page of like, this is not a great idea. People just let it happen. And I feel like Virginia is a prime example of that happening as much but as I means, love her. No, I, I actually for... disagree. I, well, you go ahead I, 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 tell I me why. I don't. I think that Virginia was the one person that really couldn't actually change that much because she actually was not in a great position during that round. I she agree. was not in the center of the action whatsoever. Um, she knew that she could build herself towards the center and but she knew that she was not in a position that she had the opportunity 
Yeah, I definitely Which, see both sides of that, but I thought her position at that moment was like like a bit too precarious for her and I think I would have personally been too scared to even like try and go against like the Brandons of the game who were basically like calling the shots to be like oh I don't I want to save like I just thought she her position she was working on it like she was in the middle of like getting her way to the middle and I think the Janice move honestly sort of helped her a little like weave her way into it but um I definitely see both sides of that though the flip side couldn't like it's it's easier for us to just kind of sit here as we're viewing it because we don't get the one-on-one conversation yeah, for sure um but for me it's like well if i got that information i don't really remember when she was told about it she could have gone to janice and troy and then nora and then gotten tried to got get harlan and men on their side like there's things they could have done to change it if they really really wanted to change it um, but I totally get where you're coming from that, like, she may not have felt that she had the um, the social standing or the strategic standing yet to really push that. So sometimes it is just easier to cut your losses and mm-hmm. roll with it and move on to the next round. But, like, I do think Virginia's a good enough player that they could have probably saved Janice if they wanted to. Like, they had people there who were already going to vote, who already were voting with Janice. Plus Virginia, that's four. You only needed a few more. Two more. One more. I I think (laughs) that the thing about the whole Janice situation is that there were so many people that could have pushed back even just lightly that just didn't. That it made that it made it so easy for the people that were, you know, just suggesting what about Janice to kind of steamroll the whole round. And as a result, right. I think a lot of people individually were like, oh, I didn't really like this whole Janice vote. Like, Yakov sucks. Whereas I feel like it could have been really stopped in its tracks if any one person even remotely pushed back on it. Yeah, but there is there is something to be said that it is only round two. So, like, are you really going to, you know, stick your neck out round two for someone that you've only known for a few days when you can be like, whatever they can go and maybe I can just like fix it later. Like it, it is, it is really early. So I can totally see where they're not willing to be like, let's cause a fuss right now, especially when they think a swap is coming up. Well, and as it is, as it is now, Virginia did not get affected by the Janus boot whatsoever in hindsight. Maybe it could have helped her if it didn't go through, but she's not worse for wear because of it. And now she's exactly. sitting at the merge. She's sitting at the merge in a really strong position because she was not in the center or perceived as being in the center as what was going on on Woodsboro. And there's other people like Shane who have been desperate to get to know her. Mm-hmm. So she has a lot of social capital to work with right now. Yeah, I yeah. personally have her as my number one pick right now because I feel like she just has um she just has this like perfect balance, I feel like. She just like she's sitting in this like as this middling presence and like and yet she has this like mysteriousness that like people really want to get to know her. I feel like she hasn't overexerted herself strategically, but she hasn't underplayed either. Um and I think she's just a good talker in general. So I think with all those things combined, I think she has 
one of the easier paths to the end if she can play her cards right. For sure. I just think that there's a difference between somebody, you know, throwing out, oh, like, hmm, I'm not sure how I feel about a vote as opposed to somebody pushing against a vote. And I just, I I think that we're kind of overblowing, like, I don't think that she was, like, in a super precarious position where she couldn't have just said, like, what a lot of people, I think, were thinking. And I don't think, like, we need to necessarily hold it against her that she didn't say, I don't want to vote Janice. And I do agree that she's not any worse for the wear that Janice left. But I don't think that it would have been debilitating for her to say, oh, like, is that really what we want to do? Like, you know, like, as opposed to, like, full steam, like, pushing for somebody else to go as an alternative. Yeah, Yeah, but it still just wasn't in her best interest to push back against it. Yeah, right. But she didn't say anything about it, like, how she was feeling. Like, she just completely, like, was silent on her feelings about it that round, I guess, is my point. Yeah. I think well, Nick Ticola doesn't know how to play a game unless he has someone to, to push against and he needed a villain to to make sense of his own, own logic with his strategy. Yeah, well, I mean, but also Nick said in conversations with me that he is always, like, super visible in games and he wanted to try to change that this game, which I, one, think he's done a pretty decent job of. But he's Virginia's still visible, but, like, not to the point where people are, like, oh, we got to watch out for them right away. So maybe what their reasoning, like I didn't talk to them about it or ask them, but maybe their thinking is if I do this now, it suddenly makes me visible right away. If I'm going to try to like push back or go against the Janus thing. So I guess in like based on what they told me, it makes sense why they just kind of like let it happen. So, I mean, I can't, you can't knock them too much when it like Trick said it, it's worked out for them. Like, if they were booted next, you could have been like, what the hell? Yeah. You know? For sure. I do think, generally, for the most part, not a lot of people are really onto Virginia. But one thing that stood out to me that I saw was, I think it was Linus that said it to Brandon, is that, well, the old lady rep is usually, like, a seasoned player. (laughs) Which... It sounds like so true. It, it, it really is. is. Um, such like a, I mean, a very like Roland type of analysis to make, but very correct. And the fact that he vocalized that out loud to Brandon was very interesting. And I, Just it, goes to he, show you that Brandon is being socially better than we gave him credit for. Oh, Alliance yeah, is really sure. smart. <laughs> yeah. Brandon is the mastermind. He's been running this game <laughs> since day one. And you just need to accept it. You just need to yes. accept it. Just accept it oh, in your heart that nobody will ever be half the player that Brandon is. <laughs> Speak of the devil, Virginia is saying. Um oh she's confused about the challenge. Okay, you guys talk about <laughs> Brandon is the next Ellen. No, well, I feel like the <laughs> thing that I, I feel like the thing that I really enjoy about Virginia is that she's neurotic the way that I am, and I think that that really oh, yeah. tickled me that you compared 
Virginia to me in the first podcast that we did because I feel like Virginia is the kind of person that's constantly going to be like thinking about the game, like running scenarios 24 seven, just like obsessing over things. And I find um, that really personally endearing myself. And I just, <laughs> I think for Virginia is a case of why I'm really in love with the whole live confessional situation because she has mental breakdowns in real time. Yes. And she just she just takes a second and loses her shit and then it's like, it's fine. Everything's okay. No, I feel like (laughs) I feel like this is this is why live confessionals are so great. I feel like that's what they should be used for is your like off the cuff feelings in the moment. I feel like that's what I used mine for in Quantum Heroes. Um, I really want Rashad to get one. Someone talk to him about it. Yeah, I, I do like feel I, in for Kaylee. We should step in for Rashad. I do think that a live confession. Oh, I do think maybe in the future that everyone should get one automatically. Mm-hmm. Personally, me, myself, and mm-hmm. yeah. I just feel like you know we. It has to be clear, but like it's not. It's so not something point. that you can use as an alternative to a board confessional. Yeah, yeah. It's a supplement, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. But, all right. So, moving on to our number one top of the power rankings. Drumroll. Mayor please. Shane. Well, let's drum skip roll. the drumroll. That was a really fast drumroll. It was a drumroll, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mayor Shane. Okay, let me start over, I guess. <laughs> All right, moving on to our number one of the power rankings. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> no one was doing anything, so I figured I would. <laughs> oh, God. This is just a mess. Can we move on to Mayor Shane? Let's just talk about Shane. Let's just talk about Shane. Let's just get over (laughs) Okay, moving on to number one. Mayor Shane. Add a drum roll in post. (laughs) Add it in post. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Can I start? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's just just say how we feel. Um, Shane is so fucking extra. He put so much effort not only into being the best possible Mayor Shane type, like, character ever, um, but also into, like, every minute thought. The amount of complexity in which he approaches this game is exhausting to watch. Um, I feel... Deeply, deeply! (laughs) I I feel undeserving of him even playing. Like, I feel like he should be playing, like, I don't know, like something with actual money because i feel <laughs> like deeply undeserving of and ungrate ungrateful of what he's like bringing to the table sometimes like it's just so much he is thoughtful and considerate but petty and emotionless he is simultaneously um deeply self-aware and sometimes completely delusional he I mean, I've just never seen 
a person fully put every aspect of themselves on display in this way. It is, it's a lot. And like, guys, he, he privately messages me. I mean, this man has a live confessional and a board confessional, and he still privately messages me all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's truly so much. And um, God, I mean, he, I, it, it's so hard to even vocalize how I feel about him because yeah. he is like, he is coach. He's like a, a better, he's like a more. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, literally, I was about to so, say he's, he's heroes versus villains coach with South Pacific coaches game. Like, he's so extra, <laughs> he's playing so well. Like, yeah, that's a great comparison. The, like a great hybrid. The, the, yeah, the thing with Shane is, Shane is simultaneously very much playing for us to watch him, but at the same time playing for himself to try and do well. And somehow he's doing well at both things at the same time. I it it's really hard for me to wrap my head around the I, fact that he's balancing these things. So yeah, I'm gonna... like meta, the way that he plays, like because he's clearly playing for the audience, but he's also playing very like alpha and very well. Yeah. I will say, and I'm going to say this with, like, it means the utmost respect. I cannot wait for Mayor Shane to get voted out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, and I, and I, and I mean that, for like, sure. no, like, like, he is a character like Coach, you know, like Russell Hance, like, these big-time, like, characters who you watch and you enjoy, but you want to see their downfall. And, like, and I personally think he would really get a kick out of this, just from what I know about host Greg like he would love that people are like rooting for him to like be voted out or be blindsided like I said earlier it would be amazing if Rashad idled him out just based on their rivalry like I I do a great end I do I do have a specific counterpoint to that I don't want to see him voted out I want to see him in trouble I want to see him down on the numbers I want to see him fighting for his game. I want to see him in a position of adversity where he feels like he has to drop the show that he's putting on and has to fucking play and bring it because he's been in a great position the entire time. And that has given him the luxury of putting on an extra show for us, which is really fun, but I want to see what his mind does when he has to fucking put up or shut up. Yeah. I will just side note, Beatrix wants us to let people know that um, they're root- they're anxiously awaiting the downfall of Shane. They just wanted to get down. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, that was her departing message for the podcaster. Yeah. Podcast listeners, Beatrix just is anxiously awaiting the downfall of Shane, which I agree. I agree but I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Daddy. President, oh my God, not just, that. If you would let me finish, I'm I'm speaking. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, same as, same <laughs> before is yours. Oh no! Thank you for calling me by my Christian name. So, Daddy President. <laughs> um, I think 
I'm also anxiously awaiting the downfall of Shane, but I need him to be in the end game. So I feel like he needs to have a downfall that is yes. I need him to get like fourth place. And they need that in the best way. I just want to see him as an underdog instead of an overdog. He I'm not, I don't feel so much that way in in the sense that he's not boring me in the way that like a Cordelia or like a Tyler from Big Brother yeah. bores me. Like I love yeah. the content he's giving me. And I don't know that I need to see him as an underdog. Like I feel like his overdog persona is extra enough that it's like it's doing it for me, but I, I do need him to get the comeuppance. I can't yeah. I can't exist in a world where Mary Shane wins this game. And I mean that in the best way possible, but I feel like that would be the darkest right. timeline for us is Mary well, and it's, we it's, it's, Mia. I agree with I agree with Beth. Like he needs to have some adversity. Like him being blindsided to any vote would completely endear me to Shane in the way that he handled it, you know? Like it's only been the pre-merge so far, but yeah, he just has to be in a precarious position where he has to like you know overcome the odds or, or do something that's compelling because him alone being a fully fleshed out character isn't enough like he so proved he's that you can already, yeah. he's already endeared himself to me like i think he's a legend like he's a he's a one and done legend like i think there's nothing that he can do at this point that like would ruin ruin him for me like I think it would be interesting to see him playing from the bottom but I feel like he's yeah. just done so much for me as as a player that like I'm here for it I just want to see him get his ass handed to him see I'm, yeah, I'm in the for... same boat as you are Ellen like when you have a big character like that it's always fun to see him like kind of blindsided instead of like playing from the bottom like I don't want to root for yeah. him I want to root against like <laughs> I just, I, I mean, for me, it's just, like, he's so, like, obnoxiously intelligent, and he has all he's these great. things planned in advance, so, like, from the point where he's been playing, where he was the absolute safest person on Haddonfield in any situation, mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I really just want to see how he performs, if the tables are turned in time because I, I really guess... want to see the way that he would operate because I am deeply, deeply fascinated by this man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think... I think he is fascinating for sure. And I will shut up after I say this one thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just think that like, I think of Johnny Fairplay in, in Pearl Islands. I just don't feel like that kind of like player that like got it all together. Like, it's this fun is to watch. I don't think that they're fun to watch from, like, an underdog position. I think it's fun when you have that little moment when they get their ass handed to them and they, they go to yeah. the jury, like... That's like, fair. Yeah. He, he also, he lacks sincerity in a way. Like, he doesn't yeah. show fear ever. He doesn't show weakness ever. Which I think is why he reminds me of, like, Coach and Johnny Flair, Fairplay in a way. He is constant. Like, the way he tried to, like... Like, recently he had a confessional where he, like, talked about his game plan for every single individual. Um, and, like, even before that, him, like, clocking the format, he is, I think, looking for a lot of intellectual validation in a way that 
we cannot provide because he's already extremely intelligent. Like, dude, like, what are you even looking for us? Like, he right. is extremely smart, extremely aware, an extremely good player. Like, I would rather see him, like, talk about his insecurities, his fears, which he never, <laughs> ever touches on, you know? Yeah, I think that he knew from even, like, weeks before the game, he knew who he was going to be in this game. He knew the character. He knew, like, what, like, his game plan was. And, like, I think to throw him off of that would be, like, so interesting just because, you know, he was so predetermined in all of this. Um, and I think um, the way that that might happen is, you know... <laughs> like any good politician, like a lot of his shady deals are going to catch back up to him. And like, yes, like a lot of, you know, these people who really have a lot of trust in him, like will start to be exchanging notes and be like, wait, he told me this, he told me that. And it's going to be up to him to really um, cover his tracks in that way. And I think he has the like capability to do that, but it's just going to be a matter of time with that. Yeah. With the strong tea. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I want to see him uncomfortable. I I want I, he's been so comfortable. I just I I want to know what his response to being uncomfortable is. I'm just I'm be entertaining. fascinated. <laughs> yeah, he's just on another level than like in the Truly. sense that like of embracing his character. It's just like it's it's one of those just rare things it's like so much like i want people to look at this performance as like the alias blueprint well and even after rashad found the idol shane was like okay now let's like go back to this entire diversion i've been taking you on for several days (laughs) right yeah and i think i think shane is is living in the shadow of like his best four days in a way where i feel like i don't i didn't watch him in a chance i wasn't around them but like his fake idol thing is like entirely a failure like it did not distract his alliance from finding the real idol um people are not they have not really wasted time on it like they might have wasted time in their real lives on it but not like game time on it you know um yeah generally like the only other idol left is that the only other prize left is that um well except for the the reward challenge the only other prize left is that um you know the manor so like it's it's truly been an effectual one i think he he doesn't have fresh material in a lot of ways in terms of how to be the kind of chaotic manipulative player he wants to be in terms of his actual like personality i mean every time i hear him mention like robert dukakis i like audibly giggle because it's so stupid. <laughs> same, <laughs> same. Him being, um, but him I, being um, so mad about getting Joe Biden because I knew that was going to happen. Because like, of course you, yeah. Joe Biden is like going to be president likely, and he's the mayor. Like, of course you make that like distinction and the maleness of it. And it, did you it's mean, funny. Did you you met I'm, Michael Dukakis? You said Robert Dukakis. Oh so yeah, I, just I wanna... did mean Michael Dukakis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew it sounded um, wrong, and I was like, his name. Is <laughs> Don't Google it. I didn't know it either, but it's fine. I don't know. One thing. So one thing I'm curious about. Oh, I was just gonna tell a fun little story about Greg and Joe Biden. When I um when I applied for Empire, I made a uh, Joe Biden joke, 
that was like anti-Joe Biden. I said something like, I'm not, I'm not the best person for the job. I'm not going to be the greatest person you cast, but take a chance on me. Like we have to with Joe Biden. And Greg thought I was like a supporter of Joe Biden, didn't want to cast me on the season because of that. And Maddie had to explain to him that, no, he doesn't like Joe Biden. He was making fun of him. (laughs) Greg's Joe Biden thing is hilarious to me. Like he does not like the man. (laughs) I mean, I can relate. (laughs) I mean, I don't, yeah. Um, I mean, same, it was just, it goes back. an icon he's the whole moment like (laughs) i i do feel like the fact that he's put so much effort into the character speaks to a certain vulnerability that i think comes through in the fact that he needs that validation and maybe that's just i feel like that's the reason that i put so much effort into into myself when i play orgs is that like i want that validation of yeah, I mean, you want to be liked when you yeah, play games. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I get that. I totally get that. Like, I, I, I think we all experience that, myself included. But I think, like, you also have to know that you have to, like, share your weakness as well. But yeah. people also yeah. need that to be endeared to you. Um, and people want to relate to you, you know. They want to see you as someone that is akin to them. And, like... We see Shane, like Shane is so concerned about being right, which is kind of funny because when I played Empire, they had that recurring joke of like, Jamal is wrong. And so I should just start mm-hmm. saying it about Shane now as revenge. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. I'm just going to start saying yeah. Shane wrong again. Yeah. Uh, I do, I do think, I do think this this cast in general because we did pull from so many different communities and we have like uh endem alias game veterans we have open id players we have people that haven't played in years we have facebook games like we we get to see a very diverse approach from different people from different communities and I think that it's just this game is very much an example of that, that everybody is playing in a really different and engaging way that we don't get to see a lot in other games in our community. And so that's why I'm, I'm just really excited about this game. It feels really old school in a lot of ways. Like it feels it nostalgic. Does. Yeah. Um... Like, the best things about the new school in terms of, like, confessional content and, like, viewer engagement, but also the best things about the old school, like, a blind style in episode two, um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, the fact that, like, an under-radar, an under-the-radar player could win, which I feel like doesn't really happen anymore, so it's just, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really great season, um, I'm exhausted, <laughs> <I'm so laughs> <laughs> hosting, hosting new players is so exhausting um you, but you know they're so they're so naive and green to the process like even though it's not their first rodeo in a game like for whatever reason there's there's yeah. um a certain level of naivete that comes with playing the new for the first time so 
like Speak on you it. know hurting cats and kittens. Yeah. Should we um should we do like a, a prediction game of like maybe yeah. both our winner prediction and our final fan favorite prediction, which I think uh, you know, I tried to get Maddie to join. Sorry, I tried to get Maddie to join and she said no. <laughs> um I uh, But yeah, that sounds cool. And like remember like at this point in the game, like Jasmina and Von Grimm was like one of the bottom people. So I think like it could be it could be anyone yeah. still, you know, mm-hmm. her fan favorite. Um in my starting, I, I assume because yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let me get a lay of the land. Let me just look at this memory wall. Um, I'm going to say my winner pick, you know, I think it's almost controversial in its obviousness, but I'm actually going to say, um, Virginia, um, which I, I kind of like, you know, our inclination is to kind of go for like, maybe the Cordelia's or the Linus's or the Troy's, but I actually mm-hmm. think that Virginia just like sticks out to someone as someone who like can really take the game home. And with the final two, it's so random. I'll say fan favorite, um, which is also a function of lasting long. So I'm not inclined to say Fatima. I might say, I might say Linus for fan favorite. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay, well, now that the host is done, I'll go first because I'm the prettiest, as Marsha Brady would say. Excuse me. Um, I think that I'm going to be pretty predictable in my answers. I'm going to say that Nora is my winner pick because I think we're going to have an under-the-radar, like, likable winner. And I think that the fan favorite is going to be Shane because I think that he's just going to be around for a bit. And I think he's just going to be far and away the biggest character to come out of this season. Um, and yeah, that's my answer. All right. So my winner pick, I'm actually going to be uh, the opposite of Justin. My Uh, Can I not hear Beth? No, I cannot hear you, Beth, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> it was you right say before you, she I, was about to say the winner pick, too. It was so unfortunate. Yeah, I, I heard you say I'm going to be the opposite of Justin. And I was like, <laughs> you already started. Cut out for me. Tricks. Exit and come back. Exit the chat. Oh, no. You guys, you see how his green thing is, like, full yeah. on? Like, he hasn't stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. probably. Oh, they meet or yeah, they meet it. Um, um, oh, you can go now. It's Tracy next. What? <laughs> I'm still deciding. Um. Oh, you have to answer now. I think. I think oh, you have to answer now. My. my... Hmm. Oh. oh. Someone, needs, Someone to needs to mute. Yeah, I think yeah, I no. think no. Okay. Okay. Um, I put him on server mute, and he can message me when he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my 
Oof, this is hard. I think my winner pick is going to be Linus. I think Linus has the position and the capability. I think he has just the like right amount of underdogness. I could easily say Troy here too, but I think Linus is just he has people on his side that I think will get him there. And I think that he has the strategic mind to navigate his way there. And I think fan favorite will probably be Virginia. Okay. Um, can you guys hear me? Think... Yeah, we can hear you now. Or yeah, no, you go. Um, let's see. Winner pick. I'm going to go with uh, Aisha. I think she's got herself in a pretty decent spot right now. And I think she's game savvy enough and social enough to go far. And fan favorite. Um, I'm going to go with Nora. She seems oh, really likable. Yeah. She seems really likable. So I feel like. I think it's a good uh, fan favorite pick. I could see her because she just hit number three mm-hmm. out of this cast, which is like she just she just has that like quality of endearingness and like sincerity that Shane needs to figure out. Okay, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, my turn. Yeah. All right. So my winner pick. Oh gosh. Um. I'm going to go with Linus. Um, I feel like he just has a really good grasp on the game as a whole and what he needs to do going forward. Um, My pick for fan favorite, I mean, Virginia. I think she's going to just get more and more unhinged and fun to watch. And she's going to last a while. So that's how I feel. <laughs> because that worked so well for you, Harry, last season. Oh. And for me and Von Grimm. <laughs> it's not it's not a podcast unless uh Ellen drags you, Harry. It's really <laughs> Or Chad. Or Chad. Oh, Chad. Big so bad Chad. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Jess, now that you're here, um, we did finish the whole podcast. But would you like to give your winner pick and your final fan favorite prediction? Yes. Um, so I guess I'm going to have I, you know, in the VL lounge, I kind of gave top five people who are probably most likely to win. So I think I'm going to pick a winner pick. It's also a little bit of a heart pick, but I'm going to go with Fatima because I know that Fatima was able to have have the threat level management that she needs to. And she could also be stout in comps. She's also really social. Um, I know maybe even if, and I guess for fan favorite, I'm going to bandwagon on the Virginia because even if 
Virginia may not be able to pull it out. You know, any spazzy Virginia is always entertaining to watch. And we do love that. And if she wins, even better. But I think Fatima might be able to come out on top. <laughs> See? Yeah. I think those are good picks. Um, yeah, for sure. We have... Does anyone want to do the closing out message tricks, maybe? Yes. Hold on. <laughs> I will say real quick, um, just looking at, like, the uh, the memory board, um, legitimately, like, all 13 of these people can be a good winner. And that's Absolutely. Great. Yeah, I think so, too. Totally. That's all I want. All right. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Speak No Evil. Once again, this is your lovely host, Beth, and a slew of other people that said a lot of things. So, um, (laughs) live your life. It's going to be great. Hey, guys. Have a good night. And others. Hello, it's me and other people who are less relevant. And my yes. backup singer. <laughs> wow. Have a great night.